Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory. If you haven't already subscribed, please catch us wherever you love to listen to your podcast, from the Relevant Radio app to Apple, YouTube, you name it, we are there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to go and give us a five-star review to help other people discover the podcast. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Powered by you. Hello, hello. Listener supported. This is the Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive. Answer the call. Timory here, trending with Timory. It's our hour. It's great to be with you. You're joining us during our pledge drive this summer. We have a need of $3 million, and I'm asking you to step up and answer the call. If you'd like to donate, the number is one 877 2910123 you can donate on relevantradio.com or the relevant radio app we're happy to take your donations there again we're looking for $20,000 this hour to work our way toward that 3 million Coming up on the show, Jill Stanick will join me. She's a registered nurse in the labor and delivery department at Christ Hospital in Oaklawn, Illinois. She discovered not only that abortions were being committed there, but that babies were being aborted alive to die without medical care. She's going to share her story today on Trending. We'll talk about St. Stephen of Hungary. Did you know he was a king? But he was also a husband and a father, more importantly. Incredible story. I can't wait to share with you a little bit about him. Uh, But before we do, uh, asking that we... I'm asking you to join us in prayer uh, for an end to abortion here in the United States and for our needs to be met during our pledge drive. Again, we need $3 million and we need your help to do that. So please join us if that's the only way in praying to make this happen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, if you'd like to support us in our pledge drive to do the work we do here at Relevant Radio, give online now, relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app. Joining me now is Jill Stanek. As I mentioned before, she was a registered nurse in the labor and delivery department at Christ Hospital in Illinois. She discovered that abortions were being committed there but also the babies were being aborted alive and left to die without medical care. To share her story with us, she also works today in the pro-life community. She's currently a community outreach director for Her Plan, a project of the Susan B. Anthony List. Learn more at herplan.org to spread the incredible work of expanding resources to women who need help in the face of pregnancy. Jill, welcome back to Trending. I would love for you to start with sharing our story about your work at a Christian Hospital, Christ Hospital, and how they were involved to your surprise in abortion. Yeah, hi, Timory. Nice to be with you again. I went to work at Christ Hospital thinking that by its very name, it wouldn't be involved in abortion whatsoever. 
but it came into report one night as my in my capacity as a labor and delivery nurse and, and received two terrible blows. One was finding out that we were aborting a second trimester baby with Down syndrome. And the second was finding out that the method of abortion that the hospital used sometimes resulted in babies being aborted alive. And if they were aborted alive, they were allowed to die without any medical attention whatsoever. Wow. So you're telling me that the method used to abort these children actually allowed it where the baby often lived. What method was Christ Hospital, Christian Hospital, using to commit these abortions? It's called induced labor abortion or mid-trimester labor induction, which makes it sound really not bad, but it is. Um, To commit this method of abortion, the abortionist inserts a medication into the mom's birth canal to stimulate the cervix to open early. And the intention of these doctors is to deliver a baby who will die during the birth process or soon afterward. And this medication um, causes a cervix to open. And when it does, the small but fully formed baby, in essence, just falls out of the uterus. And that's how it comes to be that sometimes they're aborted alive. And I'll add that in abort, certain abortionists will kill the baby before they induce labor by injecting the baby's heart, visualizing on ultrasound the baby's heart, um, and putting into the baby's heart either digoxin, which is a heart medicine that causes instant cardiac arrest, or potassium chloride, um, which also causes instant cardiac arrest. But my experience in hospitals was that um, doctors in hospitals don't usually kill the babies beforehand, but just expect them to die. Oh, my goodness. Now, what happens when those babies are born alive? What does the hospital do? When um, I was there, they would relegate, they offered these Uh, parents to hold their babies and most times parents didn't want anything to do with the babies and if the nurse didn't have time to hold them either which was often the case the babies were relegated to die in our hospital our department soiled utility room which was where we would place dirty linens and dirty instruments there was a urinal in there to dump waste and um clean but unpleasant, an unpleasant place to place a baby to die. Now, how long were you there at the labor and delivery department uh, working in this hospital before you were first exposed to the fact that abortions were being performed in that very same hospital in the same wing where babies were being delivered? I worked in the labor and delivery department, Timory, for a year without even knowing that this was going on all around me. Nobody ever said anything um, during my interview process, of course, or I wouldn't have come to the hospital. And I should have asked, but like, I don't know who would just think to ask. At that time, I didn't know there was such a thing as pro-abortion church denominations. And there are, I now know. And Christ Hospital is affiliated with the United Church of Christ and the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America that are, are both pro-abortion denominations. And yeah, it was, it was a real blow to learn that, man. 
Now, were you able to make conscionable objections and not be involved in the abortion process? Or what was your experience in working with the staff and navigating that? No, I, I was not. They said that I would have to help in the event of an emergency. And that almost happened one night. I would have said no. But uh, one night, uh, mom delivered one twin, and they were just going to go ahead and abort the other twin you know, early, the, you know, premature. And I was up next for a patient, but my um, charge nurse deflected, and she gave the patient to someone else. So it was not ever anything that amounted to a stare down, you know, that... Okay, I'm not doing it. What are you going to do? That never happened. Praise God that that didn't happen to you. But so you're saying that this woman went into, it sounds like early labor, one child was delivered and kept, and then the other they chose to abort. Is that the case? Right. You know, and, uh, you know, you shouldn't do it ever. But, like, you know, who knew if if somehow she could hold on to this baby? You know, there were just a lot of unanswered questions. And I would have never participated in the first place. But, yes, that's right where they jumped. Let's just, okay, let's take care of this one, too. Man, this is so heartbreaking to hear. This is the reality of the day-to-day and what happens when you have legal abortion where women are even encouraged or offered that option, Jill, that here you are, you went into early labor for a wanted baby, and now we're going to suggest that you kill your other baby because, like you said, who knows what will happen. Right, and um, my experience was that my thought is that doctors jump to this uh we were in a high risk christ hospital was a high risk hospital and um i i think they jumped to it because they didn't want to incur lawsuits you know the labor and delivery department is the second or first highest sued department in a hospital along with the er i think they were just trying to preclude problems um insurance companies i don't think mind you know uh, not having to pay for long-term care of a, a sick baby. The social work uh, mentality is often pro-abortion, and, and it's it's the culture of death. I, I know we use that, you know, phrase a lot, but that, that's, that's what it is. These women are surrounded by a culture of death that, you know, wants them to kill their babies. This is really speaking to the importance of why we need pro-life laws in various states, because when we don't have pro-life laws, this is what women are offered. They're offered terrible care that's not care, that's not medical care, that breaks these women's souls and is life-ending for that child. And so, Jill, I'm so grateful for your story, and I want to come back talking to you about how you eventually went public with us and actually became a a testament to what was happening within some of these hospitals, and you even testified before Congress. So stay with me. We're going to share more of your story of what was happening inside a Christian hospital that was performing abortions and leaving babies to die when they were born alive. You're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio. That's Jill Stanek. You can find her incredible pro-life work at herplan.org, which is expanding resources to women who find themselves in need and help who might otherwise consider having an abortion. I'll be right back here on Trending. Father Rocky here asking you to answer the call. Relevant Radio is listener-supported radio. 
So four times a year, we pass the basket and ask you for financial help. It's our summer pledge drive. And do we have a beautiful gift for you at the $50 a month level. It's an Our Lady of Guadalupe image on an arched slate tile. It's really special. Take a look for yourself at relevantradio.com or on the app. This Guadalupe traditional slate tile can stand upright on a desk, shelf, or table, and no two slate tiles are the same. Again, this beautiful Our Lady of Guadalupe tile is our gift to you at the $50 a month giving level. We have matching funds this hour, so your $50 gift will be doubled if you give now. Give online at relevantradio.com or on the app, or you can call us at 877-291-0123. 877-291-0123. This is Kale Clark alongside Timory for this hour of trending. We're asking for your support. We're asking for you to answer the call. And you just heard Father Rocky give out that phone number. I'm going to give it to you once again, 877 877- Two nine one zero one two three, or go to relevantradio.com. Go to the app. You can give online securely. There's a special talk by Father Rocky. We'll give you as an extra gift if you give. And for this hour, your gift is matched 100%. And we want to thank Martha in Huntington Park, California, Timory's home state. She has just given $374. That gift is doubled. Thank you, Martha, for giving online. Want to thank Lindley in Brookfield, Wisconsin. She just gave $103, also an online gift, and she is a new donor. Thank you very much for your generosity. Where else can you really hear this hard-hitting pro-life talk? And and Timory, I was just uh, so transfixed and, and quite frankly horrified by the... It's tough to listen to, but we need to hear it. The testimony of Nurse Jill Stanek uh, talking about live birth abortions. This is the kind of stuff that you bring to the forefront. You're such a pro-life warrior, Timory, and I I thank you for doing this and keeping us so well in tune with what we need to know in this battle. You know, Kayla, I wish we didn't have to talk about any of this. I wish it wasn't happening in the world, but this Mm. is part of our Christian responsibility, our Christian witness to the lives of these children and the harm that women are experiencing. And I keep thinking of this one woman who kept writing to me almost every single day ad nauseum. I hate your program. I hate what you do. And I kept thinking, why do you keep writing to me? I didn't respond, didn't engage. Mm. And after months of this, she shared with me her story of abortion. And it provided an opportunity Mm. where she said, I hated what you were saying because it was true. And it led me to really come to terms with my abortion. And I was able to work with her, Kale, and we were able to get her healing and hope, everything from going to confession to getting connected with resources uh, such as, you know, Rachel hope and healing for hope and peace and a future after abortion these are the stories that we need to help other people have so that we can be pro-woman and help push forward a culture of healing and hope when it comes to motherhood absolutely the culture of death doesn't stand a chance when we have the message of life that's what we bring to the table here at relevant radio call right now if you want to support this kind of life changing and life healing radio Call 877-291-0123 or give online right now at relevantradio.com or through the app. Answer the call. Help us right now. Give generously and your gift is matched 100% this hour. So, what's trending? 
bridging your Catholic faith with your everyday life. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Thank you for supporting us here on Relevant Radio. We're working our way toward our goal. We're raising $20,000 this hour, and we are, let's see, we have about 3,500 so far, so we have 16,500 to go. Please donate now, relevantradio.com, the relevant radio app. Joining me now is Jill Stanek. She's been sharing her story. She's a registered nurse and was working in labor and delivery at Christ Hospital in Oak Lawn, Illinois. And as her story goes, there in that Christian hospital, she ended up learning after working there for a year in labor and delivery that labor and delivery also performed abortions. Abortions on perfectly healthy babies uh, and even abortions that would lead to choosing uh, to provide a type of abortion where often the babies would be born alive and then left to die. And it speaks to the importance of why we need pro-life laws so that this would never be an option in any hospital, that it would be unthinkable. And so I share with you Jill Stanek's story. Jill Stanek, you can find her at herplan.org, offering resources to women in crisis pregnancy today. Jill, you were sharing with us your story and what happened there in the hospital, but share with me what happened when you decided to go public with your experience. What was the catalyst for that? I knew what was going on for a little while and knew I had to do something, but kind of procrastinated until the night a nursing co-worker was taking a little baby who had survived his abortion to the soiled utility room to die because his parents didn't want to hold him and she didn't have time to hold him that night. And he had been aborted because he had Down syndrome. He was 21 and a half weeks old. He couldn't have survived. This was 20 years ago, remember. He couldn't have survived. His lungs weren't mature enough. So um, I couldn't let him die alone and cradled and rocked him for the 45 minutes that he lived. Toward the end of his life, I couldn't tell if he was alive or not unless I held him up against the light to see if I could see his heart beating through his chest wall. And after, because their skin is very thin at that age, and after he was pronounced dead, I folded his little arms across his chest. I tied them together with a little string. I wrapped him in a shroud, and I took him to the morgue where we took all of our dead patients. The hospital knew exactly that it was aborting a human being. And so that incident, that 45 minutes, converted me from being an ambivalent, you know, keep it to myself pro-lifer to being an all-out pro-life activist. So I decided with um, consult with my pastor to follow the mandate of, of Jesus laid out in Matthew 18, where if you see someone in sin, you approach them privately, ask them to stop. If that doesn't work, you take back some witnesses, again, privately, And if those appeals don't work, then you take the matter before the church or go public. So I wrote a letter to the hospital, letting them know, the religious leaders know what was going on in the labor and delivery department, just a couple of floors over their heads. I didn't think they knew, but they knew. And I was told that they weren't going to stop. So next we asked some influential people to contact the hospital and Cardinal Francis George, you may rest in peace, did. And Dr. C. Everett Koop, 
who is a former Surgeon General of the United States under President Reagan, I believe Catholic as well, um, also appealed to the hospital. But appeals such as this had no impact. So as my pastor said he was going to do, if they didn't stop, he wrote a letter to 70 churches and pro-life organizations in the Chicago area and around the country, letting them know what Christ Hospital was up to. And that is how the whole thing went public very quickly. First of all, because this method of abortion wasn't really publicly known before it came out that Christ Hospital was committing them. And also because they were being committed at a hospital named Christ, which was just so blasphemous and inflammatory that word just spread from one end of the country to the other pretty quickly. I can't even imagine what it's like for you, Jill, thinking back on that memory I, all these years later, uh, holding that little baby, 21 and a half weeks old. You know, I hits home for me because I'm 22 weeks <laughs> pregnant Aww. and my little baby, you know, I think about how much I feel her moving and I yeah. can't imagine. I was just thinking earlier today what it would be like to hold such a tiny little baby that is so active in the womb and then for you to have cradled a baby that because... Uh, he had Down syndrome, was chosen uh, to be aborted. That's eugenics. That's selective choice of killing a child, and, which, by the way, 85% of these genetic tests that are claiming something's wrong genetically with these children are wrong. 85% of the tests that say there is something wrong, it's not true. And this was a huge tell-all that came out last year. And so it breaks my heart to think that these parents are carrying that wound. And so if you are someone you know has been through an abortion, I hope you will seek healing and know this resource, hopeafterabortion.com. That's hopeafterabortion.com. Now, Jill, you ended up testifying before Congress. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Just as I was going public, Timory, a bill that had been in the works for a decade called the Born Alive Infants Protection Protection Act came to fruition in the U.S. Congress, and they asked me to testify. This was just a three-sentence bill that defined what it means to be a person in the United States, and that's how far abortion had brought us, uh, that said that any baby born showing signs of life pulsating umbilical cord was considered a constitutionally protected person. And I was asked to testify to demonstrate that this law was not a theoretical need. It was really needed. And that uh, was what I did along with uh, one coworker. I was so grateful for her. Allison Baker testified with me as well. Praise God. Now, uh, this we eventually saw President Bush signed into law Born Alive Infant Protection Act in August of 2022. Um, how is that being enforced today? It was 2002. I know everybody knows that oh, that's what yes. you meant, but I'm going to say it wasn't just, <laughs> it wasn't just last week. <laughs> um, it has not been enforced because, as I said, it's just a definitions bill. There's no penalties attached. There's no, if you violate this, this is going to happen to you. So for 20 years, there's been no prosecutions. Um, we know that babies have been aborted alive. There have been cases that have ended up either not brought to prosecution. Um, yeah, both of them were not brought to prosecution. So a couple of years ago, Congressman introduced the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, and that would um, apply penalties if an abortionist or a staff member uh, 
lets a, lets a baby die, kills a baby outright, then can go to prison, civil fines, um, prosecution. But um, that has been held up in both the House and in the Senate. And so it's been voted on um, in the Senate and not passed because you need a filibuster-proof uh, number. And Nancy Pelosi has held it from being voted on in the House. We have to pray and act and intervene. This is the power of pro-life work and stories such as Jill Stanek's. Find her resources and the work she's doing at her plan. That's herplan.org. Thank you for your voice and for your testimony and for inspiring us to answer the call to doing the pro-life work that all of us are called to do today. This is Kale Clark sitting alongside Timory for this hour of training. And Timory, what a powerful testimony and interview. Very compelling radio, hard to listen to, but so necessary to hear your interview with nurse Jill Stanek. And I, I couldn't help but think, Timory, as she was talking about holding this 21-week-old child uh, dying in her arms. It, uh, it reminded me of that quote, and it's wrongly attributed to Edmund Burke, Apparently it was John Stuart Mill who said this in 1867. All it takes for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. And so mm. she decided to do something about it. And you and I can do something about it, too. We can pick up the phone right now and call 877-291-0123 make a tax-deductible donation to keep this pro-life message on the airwaves here on Relevant Radio on Trending with Timory. If you are compelled to say, I want this to this message to get out there, I, I want a pro-life voice to be heard on radio stations all across America, across the Internet, across the world, also through our Relevant Radio app, you can donate right now. And every dollar that you give during our Answer the Call campaign this week, it's matched today. It's not every day, but for this hour, it is matched 100%. And you can give online securely through the app, through the website, relevantradio.com. And you can see there are many gifts that we'd like to give to you in return, thinking especially about the Our Lady of Guadalupe Arch Tile uh, Slate, which is so unique and just a reminder of the powerful pro-life witness. Again, Our Lady of Guadalupe confronted a culture of death. Uh, at that time, human life was very cheap, and she turned it around. And the same thing can happen and is happening right now in the United States. And you could be a part of that for a pledge of just $50 a month for the year. This can be yours as well. 877-291-0123 or through the app or online, Timory. We have $14,000 that we need in the next half an hour to reach our goal of 20000 Maybe someone can give that. Maybe you can give $13,000 uh, right now. Maybe you have that capacity. Maybe you can give 5000 We have so many people who are donating. If a lot of us, if all of us step up right now and donate at least something, whatever it is, we can make our way there. I look at a gift from Dixon, Illinois. Uh, someone gave $26. Another person, Buena Park, California, my beloved California, just gave $52. Thank you for supporting the work we do. We need your help. Numbers one eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. Give now online relevantradio.com or tap the banner on the relevant radio app. Here is where you hear truth and reality that inspires us to tell the truth and do what is right for the kingdom of God. 
You're vital to our mission to bring Christ to the world through the media. The Relevant Radio Summer Pledge Drive continues. Answer the call. Welcome back to Trending with Timory. This hour, we have a need of $20,000 working our way toward the goal of $3 million. So if you can help us make our way there and reaching $20,000, we need you to give and give now and give generously. If you can give a large gift, now is the time to do so that we so that we can hit that goal of $20,000 in the next 25 minutes. That's not much time to go. So RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, are the easiest places to give. And we have gifts to give you you in gratitude and maybe you can give $50 a month $50 a month I know it's hard we've been doing our budgeting with all the cost changes lately but we can make that work wiggle that in and we have a special gift of our lady of Guadalupe a beautiful slate you can have it on your desk on your wall wherever you'd like it you can see that gift online that we have to give to you so please if you can come in at that $600 level or break it up monthly payments of $50 you're listening to Trending with Timory here on Relevant Radio today is the feast day of St. Stephen of Hungary now that's a special day for me because this is actually uh, the day that my husband proposed to me four years ago was on the feast day of St. Stephen of Hungary. And boy, I waited a really long time. So when it happened, I went, okay, whose feast day is it? Because whoever's feast day it is, I know that that saint was working overtime today uh, to make this happen. Uh, We did it far, far, far too long. I think I always get confused. I can't remember if it was dating or to the point of getting married, but I think by the time we got married, we'd been uh, dating, I think for either about seven and a half or eight years, something like that. Way too long. Oh Lord. Um, He was really working on me and working on my husband and Long story, never recommend dating that long, but our Lord has gifted me with an incredible husband uh, and a great marriage. And I'm so grateful to walk through that sacrifice of marriage because that's what it is uh, with my husband, Gabriel. So if you can say some extra prayers for us in our marriage today, asking for the intercession of St. Stephen of Hungary, I would greatly appreciate it. But St. Stephen of Hungary, one of the reasons why he stands out to me is because we don't have a lot of saints like him. He is both a husband and a father. You may know him better as having been a king, the king of Hungary, uh, but I like to think of that role he had. He had a wife, he had children, and he had great power at his fingertips. And I think there's much to be said of all of this. And it's interesting because he provides a model for the importance of interceding for our children to make them saints because get this his only surviving child that uh, actually lived like beyond uh, being a very young infant uh, actually became a saint it's phenomenal and so saint stephen shows us an example of suffering long suffering tragic suffering humility patience, perseverance, prayer, and total abandonment to the will of God. This is someone who you could easily see uh, would throw in the towel in despair and be hopeless, but our faith gives us hope. Uh, St. Stephen of Hungary is a monarch who led his country to embrace the Christian faith in the 11th century. He established laws that favored Christianity over paganism. All of those things are wonderful, but I think 
one of his greatest works is the fact that his own child became a saint. You know, he's known for the fact that he had many, many churches uh, that were built in uh, honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary, not just there in Hungary, but also outside of his kingdom. And he corresponded, wrote letters back and forth with many of his friends who were also saints. And as I mentioned before, one of his children, only one of his children made it into adulthood. His only living son, Emmerich, had a a very, very strong Catholic upbringing, and he was expected to succeed his father for the kingdom, but Emmerich died. He died before his father, Stephen, in a hunting accident. Now, this stands out to me because here we already know that only one of St. Stephen of Hungary's children lived to adulthood, and then his only living child lives, dies in this fluke accident hunting. Now, eventually, St. Stephen was able to appreciate the fact that his son entered into the presence of God before him. That took time, I imagine, just like it took time to uh, recover for the sor- from the sorrow and heartbreak of his other children who didn't survive into adulthood. It speaks to the importance that no matter what happens in our marriages, in our homes, with our children, with our spouses, that we are called to be faithful to not despair, to continue forward in the mission that God has given us. First and foremost, we are all called to that vocation to be saints, to holiness, but then meeting our specific vocation in life. And he was a father and a husband and marriage is oriented toward children, toward raising children in the faith. Now, here's what's incredible. When St. Stephen was canonized, he was canonized the same day that his son Emmerich was canonized. Now, before St. Stephen's death, on his deathbed, he made a final prayer to Our Lady. In it, he said to thee, O Queen of Heaven, and uh, entrusts the church and his kingdom and all of these people to Our Lady. But he says this, to thee, O Queen of Heaven, I commend my soul to thy care. He had an incredible devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Here's this man of profound power who that power, when we really think about it, you know, what, what are we tempted by every single day? We are tempted by power, right? We are tempted by our pride to cease and to take that power and to do with it whatever we want, whatever our will is, whatever we desire. But that's not what St. Stephen did. He took that power, that kingdom that he had, and he transformed it for God. He brought Christianity there into Hungary, an otherwise pagan nation. He transformed the people by calling them to true culture. The word culture, that word cult means worship. And he changed the culture of Hungary. In fact, it's fascinating to this day if you actually look at what's happening in Hungary. Hungary's trying very hard to promote the family and life and is pushing very, very strongly against a radical gender ideology. And I truly believe it's because of the profound sacrifice and love and evangelization of St. Stephen of Hungary all those years ago, a thousand years ago. This man of profound power was transformed by God's virtue. He lived and acted with the instincts of God. That's what virtue is. To allow the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's gifts and fruits to function and animate our life. 
In an excerpt from St. Stephen of Hungary uh, that we actually read in the Liturgy of the Hours in the Office of Readings for today, he has a few lines in there that stand out very profoundly, especially when you look at this man. Don't look at him just as a king. Look at him as a husband and as a father and as someone who has a great amount of power. Because here in the West, we don't have kings. We don't have dictators to this extent, although we might argue that we have some. Uh, but what we do have is we all have this temptation to take power and use power for our will rather than the kingdom of God. But look at the humility in St. Stephen's writing. He says, be merciful to all who are suffering violence, keeping always in your heart the example of the Lord who said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. He says, be patient with everyone, not only with the powerful, but also with the weak. Isn't that profound how he, he's juxtaposing the powerful and the weak side by side and is saying to be merciful and to be patient with these individuals by the example of our Lord Jesus Christ, understanding that all in a certain respect are suffering violence. And I would argue the greatest violence we're suffering today as a culture may not be physical violence, but it is violence done to the soul through the culture we live in. And I think he understood this living in an area that did not have our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why he brought Jesus Christ to the culture he lived in. And this is the mercy we need to show to our society today, to the individuals that we encounter, know, and love. St. Stephen goes on to say, Finally, be strong, lest prosperity lift you up too much or adversity cast you down. That's a profound line. He's saying, be strong, lest prosperity lift you up too much or adversity cast you down. He's saying, don't be tempted when your life becomes prosperous and you get high and mighty with power and self-glory and self-righteousness and living a comfortable life. But he also says, don't be cast too low when you experience adversity in your life. Because this is what he experienced. The adversity, even just to the brokenness of having experienced only one child that lived into adulthood. And then that only child dying before he did. The adversity he would have experienced in bringing Christianity to a pagan nation. He said, be humble in this life that God raises you up in the next. Be truly moderate and do not punish or condemn anyone immoderately. He said, be gentle so that you may never oppose justice. What's justice? A Catholic understanding of justice is giving to others what they are due. So he's saying in order to make sure that you are just, you need to be gentle with others. In other words, not prideful. We need to slow down, be moderate as he's saying, so that we don't treat anyone immoderately. I've learned that recently. I was in confession recently and I was sharing with father something I was struggling with. He was talking about the importance of moderation, that everything needs to have a level of moderation, that we need to slow down in life. Clearly, this is something that St. Stephen knew. He said, be honorable so that you never voluntarily bring disgrace upon anyone. Be chaste so that you may avoid all the foulness that so resembles the pangs of death. In other words, 
The challenge of promiscuity is not new to today with something the pagan culture of that time understood and why we need the virtue of chastity. All of us, married, unmarried, single, young. St. Stephen goes on to say, all these virtues I've noted above make up the royal crown and without them, no one is fit to rule here on earth or attain to the heavenly kingdom. How profound that he's talking about this crown, a crown that represents power to us, but to him was a symbol of virtue. St. Stephen of Hungary and your son, St. Emmerich, pray for us who have recourse to you. Coming up next is a miracle moment by Father Rocky here on Relevant Radio. I'll be right back. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. I have a note that came in here from Judith listening in Massachusetts, and she says, this is about her journey home. She says, your show helped bring me back to the church along with being drawn back by the Lord. There is a Jesus fish that glows on my driveway some mornings and makes me think of him. Through this sign, a special person and Relevant Radio helped bring me back when I was so lost and stressed in caregiving for an elderly parent. The Catholic Church I was drawn back to had a large Relevant Radio sign posted outside the door. I've been listening to you ever since, and you have strengthened my faith journey every day. God bless you and all the hosts at Relevant Radio, my favorite station. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Help us create more miracle moments with a tax-deductible donation to Relevant Radio. Tap the Relevant Radio app or give online at relevantradio.com. This is Cale Clark joining Timory for this hour of trending. What a delight listening to Timory talk about St. Stephen of Hungary, the importance of moderation. Well, I'll tell you this. There's a couple of things in life that we really shouldn't have any moderation with. That is, number one, prayer. As Father Rocky likes to say, the more you pray, the better things go. We want you to pray for us for the success of our pledge drive here at Relevant Radio. Pray that we'll reach our goal of raising $3 million so we can stay on the air and bring the light of Christ to the world through the media. The other thing that uh, really we shouldn't be too moderate about is our giving, our generosity. God will never be outdone in generosity. So I want you to dig deep right now. Call 877-291-0123. We want to get to the goal of trying to raise $20,000 for Relevant Radio in this hour. Anything that you give this hour will be matched 100%. We only have a few minutes left to do that for our partnership challenge. I want to thank an anonymous donor in Dixon, Illinois, who just gave $500 online. That becomes $1,000. Jeanette in Newport Beach, California. I know Timory's happy to hear from you in California. You've just given $100. That becomes $200. So you might have a, a large gift that you can give. Perhaps you're out there and you're thinking, I could give $5,000 and that could become $10,000 to help reach the world for Christ through the media here at Relevant Radio. Timory, it's such a great time to do it. There's so many ways to give online, through the app, through the website, relevantradio.com, or simply by calling 877-291-0123 to answer the call. We have about 12 hours to go in this hour, and we still need $13,000. That's about $1,000 an hour, a little bit more, and some change. So if you can give, if you can give a larger gift today, Maybe you've been blessed, or maybe you have a little bit of savings set aside, or maybe you were saving up for something you could wait a little while. 
please consider supporting us here at Relevant Radio. We need $13,000 in the next 12 minutes. RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, are the easiest ways to give. You can give. We'd love to hear from you. 1-877-291-0123. If you'd like to talk to someone and give online. Kale, I am overwhelmed by the number of people who are so generously supporting us. And as we've been here this hour, I keep thinking about how we need stories such as St. Mm. Stephen of Hungary, who's a husband and a father and lived a family life just like you and I and we need to know his story of humility and virtue so that we can be inspired to follow in the footsteps of Christ just like he and others have. Absolutely and you can help keep this kind of radio on the airwaves right now by calling 877-291-0123. Answer the call relevantradio.com or the app. We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. As we were celebrating the feast of the Assumption of Our Lady into Heaven yesterday, I kept falling back on a conversation I've been having with a friend lately and something I've poignantly been experiencing as a new mom of a 20-month-old who has a will of her own and her favorite things are to say are, I'll do it, I'll get it, I got it, I'll do it, I did it. And today her new thing is, I'll cut it. She keeps trying to help me cut everything when I have a knife in my hand or scissors. And in fact, yesterday she started taking her spoon and flipping it in the opposite direction and sawing at her meat with her little spoon. So if anyone has a tip for uh, how to introduce cutting with safety, because I'm not giving her a knife, but she is so determined. Uh, But what I was thinking about uh, was a conversation I've been having with a friend. And she keeps saying, She's feeling very frustrated with everything that's going on uh, right now uh, with the breakdown of the family, etc. And she said, I really do believe, I really do believe that the reason that there is such a strong anti-family, anti-motherhood, pro-abortion, pro-contraception push in our nation is because it's a push away from God. It's a push to reject motherhood to reject fatherhood because motherhood and fatherhood challenge and grow us as human beings. Motherhood and fatherhood demands virtue and it leads you to faith because we know that the only way you can make it through being a parent is through having faith. Truly, I I know people who don't have faith are parents, but I can't imagine not having faith. What would inspire me to otherwise to not be just wicked to my child with this strong will that's coming up against me? And it's a battle of wills of who will win, but who will be humble while also still teaching in that moment. And Our Lady personifies what it means to be a parent, what it means to be a mother in a culture that says motherhood is bad. Motherhood is what gets in the way of everything. And if you want to be a mother, everything should be handed to you easily. I have been fascinated following the story of a young woman who's 27 years old who's been writing to me about her 
uh, reversion back into the Catholic faith of her childhood after living a promiscuous lifestyle between the ages of 14 and 24. And then after discovering uh, some of my work online and listening, becoming a daily listener to the show and by God's providence and truly just all around by the Holy Spirit. Uh, she is now pro-life and she's practicing her faith again. She's made a Catholic pilgrimage, 27 years old. Uh, but what's interesting in, when she was talking about her pro-life position, she wrote to me saying, I have to say I am fully pro-life. But she said this, I still struggle when I think about the cost of daycare and what will single moms do? And she said, I remember adoption is an option. And I also remember that the only reason that I personally was so sexually promiscuous between the ages of 24 and and 14 was because I knew in the back of my head that abortion was always something to fall back on. It breaks my heart that young women are promiscuous knowing that they have this fail safe, but at the end of the day, women don't want abortion but because it's legal in our society, they look at it as a fail-safe. But something in her statement really stood out to me. That, you know, people think about, okay, I'm pro-life, but I do struggle with the idea of, you know, the cost of daycare and the impact on moms. We should be coming together to help support single moms. And the pro-life community is. Our crisis pregnancy center systems are. We as families need to help support that. Our churches need to help support that. We have a responsibility and a duty. But I do think it's interesting, we have to remember this, that as a culture, we're seeing this tide that people think, okay, well, if I'm going to be a mother, everything should be handed to me. The cost of care for my child should be easy. All the resources, my spouse should be the perfect helper for my child. Life is not easy. Motherhood is not easy. And we're called to help teach one another, especially if you're part of the older generation, teaching the new generation who has the potency or now the ability already to be a parent, help us in living sacrificially and seeing that parenthood is a challenge that we're meant to walk through and be grown by and to grow others in virtue and in faith. Hey, this is Kale Clark from the Faith Explained program and the Kale Clark Show. Joining Timory for trending for these last few moments of this program. This is your last opportunity to get in on our matching partnership challenge for this hour. We're not going to have this tomorrow. So if you've been sort of stirred in your heart to give, to support Timory and her work, to support all of what we do here on Relevant Radio, now is the time because every dollar that you give in the next couple of minutes here will be matched 100% no matter how big. And if you don't believe me, hey, some of you out there have the ability to make a large gift. The Lord has blessed you and you want to be a blessing to others. So I challenge you to do that. We're trying to get to $20,000 this hour. We've got just under 12000 to go. I think we can do it. Timory, I'm sure we can do it. And if you appreciate the work that Timory's doing, uh, I'm just so thankful that we have Sarah Tafoya in the mornings. We have Timory in the evenings, kind of bookending our day. Uh, two moms who are on the front lines of Catholic life in the world, of battling a culture that's often so inimical uh, to family, to motherhood, to parenting. And I so appreciate the perspective that Timory brings to the table. And you can call in if you want to support Right now, 877-291-0123, or go to the app, give online securely. There's a special gift that we'll give you if you give online right now. It's a talk by Father Rocky. It's about Eucharistic revival. You're not going to want to miss this. And you can get that by giving online through the app. It's so simple. Just tap where it says Give Now. And you can also go to the website, relevantradio.com, Timory. 
Kayla, I was at a mom's event this weekend, which I still kind of oh. laugh at myself that I'm at a point in my life where I'm going to mom's events and <laughs> mom's groups. But like, lo and behold, here I am. And it's totally cool, okay? Uh, but it's been interesting to see being at some of these events uh, the need that moms have mm. for resources, for help, um, for help in child psychology and development, uh, confronting gender ideology, navigating challenges within the extended family, uh, being encouraged when maybe you lose your temper with your kid because you're trying to keep teach your kid how to eat and she's 20 months old. You know, all of these <laughs> things where it's so difficult day to day. But with this community of resources, we have what we need. And I kept thinking, you know what? Everyone here just needs to listen to Relevant Radio because we're talking about these resources, about being encouraged in our faith, encouraged in motherhood, encouraged in the gifts we need to live virtuous lives for our children. And this is the resource that you can help give to someone else who's otherwise maybe desperate for the community that they don't have, and they're seeking out events, and maybe they're not finding them near them. Uh, and you can do that now by just making it available on the radio for free, but only through your generosity. So please support this work. Give this resource through the Relevant Radio app and the radio and all the podcasts of all the shows that we produce. Call us now to donate one 291 0123 relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app. Again, we still are trying to work our way toward that goal and have about $11,000 to go. I want to thank an anonymous donor in Las Vegas, Nevada, who's given $79 as an online gift, a second gift, twice as nice. Hey, who says you only have to give once? You can give as the Spirit moves you, and I want to thank you because you are a new donor to us. I want to thank an anonymous donor in Compton, California, giving $11. That becomes $22. Another donor in Alhambra, California, has given $52. That becomes $104. If my math is correct, and I think it is, at least I can do that. But I'll tell you what, the calculus on this is, it's really infinite. The impact that you can have, you never know who's going to be listening. We hear so many miracle moments here on the network and speaking of miracles, as you're dialing in right now, 877-291-0123, you're giving online at relevantradio.com or through the app. Timory, you've got a special little miracle of your own. I was so happy to hear the news about your new baby girl who's on the way. So excited. And, I, and I've, I've met your other daughter. She is just a, an absolute treat to be around. And your husband, Gabe, it was so fun to spend some time with you recently. So I just wanted to congratulate you on adding another member, not only to your family, but to the Relevant Radio family as well. Thank you. We're so excited, and, and I'm so blessed. And I know so many people are struggling with infertility. I know, Kale, you and your wife have experienced this as well. Mm -hmm. And praise God, and we have the resources and information to talk about topics such as that uh, here on Trending. So please support us here at RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app, one 291 Coming up next is a family rosary across America with Father Rocky.